Live cast this week is February 7th and February 14th of 1995, episodes 94 and 95 of ECW Hardcore TV. I'm Mike Pru, along with JV, as always. JV, how you doing this week? Doing good, man. How are you? Good, good. We're doing this on a weekend on, during the we're day. Like get this one out fresh. on time. Yeah, we're gonna get this one out on time. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get it two weeks after you got the last one, so we're back on track here. And man, it's a hot one out there. On a Saturday, as we're recording this, or in a day, so we're not tired as fuck. Yes. So, perfect for us. It feels great. So, welcome back, BTT Army and uh, BTT JV Goon Squad. Glad to have you back here on the Extreme ECW Livecast. And things are rocking and rolling in 1995 with ECW. We're coming off, I think, we've said this, JV, the best episode that we've done yet. Oh yeah, two episodes back to back in one show that we've done, and man, that was a hell of a show. It was wrapping up January. I'll just kind of give you a little recap of what we went over last time. We had Tuco Scorpio against Chris Benoit. You had Shane Douglas versus Ron Simmons for the ECW Heavyweight Title. That was awesome. You had Sandman versus Cactus Jack, Public Enemy versus Sabu and Taz. So hell of a show last week and. Hope this one's going to be just as good. So we're going to actually be covering one of the super cards. And we're not going to do a super card special for this one because most of the matches are shown over the course of the next three weeks on the February 7th, 14th, and the 21st. So that's the uh, Double Tables super card show. Double Tables? Yeah, it's called Double Tables because it's, there's a Double Tables match. It's like stacked up on top of each other? Yeah, I think that I think that's the gist of it. Two tables, oh, they right. gotta go through the two tables. <laughs> when it has to, yeah, when it has to put somebody through two tables. Something like that. So, you know, we'll cover it. It'll come up here. Um I don't think we actually get to watch the entire match though on ECW Hardcore TV. Because they wanna sell those tapes. <laughs> so so they'll talk about it, but the only way you can watch it is if you watch the tape that they sell. And luckily, lucky for us, we have it, and it's available on the BTT Drive. So like I said, we're not going to do Supercard Special because we are going to watch most of these matches here in regular coverage of Hardcore TV. But you can go to the BTT Drive and watch the entire show, Double Tables, if you feel so inclined to do that. Because some matches are not going to be fully televised. Like that one, and then mm-hmm. Ian and Axel Rotten's match. That's not on ECW Hardcore TV. And I was looking ahead. Ian and Axel Rotten are going to have 
three matches at the ECW Arena shows back to back. Yeah, over the next three months. And every single one of them, they don't play on ECW Hardcore TV. It's hmm. like, maybe because it's too brutal, maybe there's a lot of blood or something. And they say, you got to buy that. you got to pay for that blood. <laughs> You're not going to get it on ECW Hardcore TV. So, yeah. So, we will, again, do another Supercard. And that's kind of how ECW Hardcore TV is set up now, is that they are going to play most of the matches, but leave a couple out so that it entices people to go buy tape that they sell for these Supercards. Hey, got to make money to stay uh, open. We're going to be more selective with which super cards we do, though. So if it's one that really hypes us up, we'll say, fuck it, let's do the super card and watch all that. Yeah, the major difference, though, with the super cards in ECW Hardcore TV is that we're going to watch the matches here on Hardcore TV, but we get promos after the matches. On the super card, you don't get promos about the fallout of the matches. You just get match after match after match on a super card. So it's still good for us to do both from time to time. We just have to watch some of the same matches over again. Which I know for JV and I, it's probably a good thing that we see things a couple of times because then we'll register it a little better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, we'll be covering most of the matches from Double Tables on these two episodes from the 7th and the 14th. These matches were taped on February 4th, 1995 at the ECW Arena. And uh, just give you a kind of little preview of what we got today. We're going to see the Pitbulls and Jason the Terrible, which is going to be pretty terrible. He's actually pretty good, but I'm, I'm just going to wait until JV sees Jason the Terrible and get his reaction. So Who the Jason... hell is Jason the Terrible? <laughs> he hasn't debuted yet. You'll is see. it Jason Sensation? Nope. Jason Sensation. I'm not a nugget! (laughs) (laughs) But it's the Pitbulls and Jason the Terrible, and then there's Jason's the manager, too. There's Jason the Terrible and Jason fucking Pretty Boy Manager with them. Which is confusing. Oh, fucking... Just give the guy a different name. Yeah, that's so stupid. You'll see why he's Jason the Terrible when he comes up. Versus the Young Dragons and Hack Myers. Gonna go over that match. That's gonna be the first match we cover. Then we get an awesome match between Chris Benoit and Al Snow. I haven't watched it. I just read about it. And heard that it's awesome. So looking forward to that. And then we'll also have Mikey Whipwreck versus Paul Loria, and Cactus Jack versus the Sandman, which is not from this double table show. It's actually from the Fort Lauderdale, Florida show from January fourteenth, nineteen ninety-five. So that's what we have coming up here on the ECW Extreme Livecast this week. But before we get to that. Follow us on Twitter at ExtremeCast. Follow me, Mike Pru, at MPRU83. And follow JV at John Van Damage. Also, check out our other show. It's called The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, where we are covering Stone Cold's career from his debut as the ringmaster in December of 1995 all the way through. And what we are currently at is episode 118, and that is just after WrestleMania 18. He takes a brief hiatus for a couple weeks because he's pissed off having to deal with Scott Hall in the NWO. He's like, fuck it, I'm out of here for a couple weeks. And then he comes back and all is well. So we'll be covering that. It's April of 2002 at this point. So check us out. Bottom line wrestling cast, career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not only is there the chronological rundown of his career, but we also have watch-alongs and top five moments of each year that we've covered. We've done 96, 97, 98, 99. 2000, 2001. Jeez, holy shit. I can't believe we've done all those years already. But we've been at it for just about three years. So there's, a, there's plenty out there. There's over 160 episodes available over at the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. So check those out. And also follow us on Twitter 
at Bottom Line Cast. And one more thing before we get started, thank you again to Richard Land, who's been providing of this providing us this content for you guys in the BTT Drive and for us to have the original copies to watch and review. So thanks to Richard Land. And also, if you're ever interested in knowing anything that happened at a particular house show or an event, you just need some information about wrestling, go to historyofwwe.com. It's a fucking library of results from all different wrestling, NWA, WCW, the ECW, WWE, of course. So all that's over there, and Richard Land is in charge of that currently, along with Graham Cawthorn, who created it. But now Richard Land has taken over a lot of the duties there. So thanks, Richard, and check out his website, historyofwwe.com. All right, let's get into it. JV, you ready? Yes, I am. All right, so I'll do like I always do, give you a little countdown, three down to one. When I say play, we all click play. If you're going to watch along with us, and again, those episodes are available in the BTT Drive. If you don't have access to it, just ask Mike. Mike will give it to you. Just email Matt, bookintheterritory at gmail.com, or just message him on Twitter or on the Facebook group. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. All right, so we don't have audio for the first five seconds, but we see people dancing, and there it is. Crowd's <laughs> amped. <laughs> yeah, the crowd's pumped for Public Enemy. Nah, 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 nah. There it is. Man, they're fucking excited. Oh, this is, an, music is this, this is Public Enemy's music, right? Well, that's Maybe what they not. do, isn't it? This ain't their song, but this is a song that they would come out to. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, it is public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, is this too cold? Because you yeah. know they have the same type of shit music playing. <laughs> uh, here we go. We got Rock and Rock in the ring there, doing a cabbage patch. They got their, hey, they got their new gear. They got official public enemy gear on. They're not wearing New York Knicks jerseys anymore. They, they got some money. That's and, no, they're making some I'm pretty money. sure this is some of the... Same gear that they use in WCW. Because they'll be heading to WCW during this year. 1995. Not for long. Though, and they right? definitely wore that. Are they there for a while? In no WCW? Way. Yeah. For a little while, yeah. They go... Like longer than a year? Uh, longer than a year. I don't think for a year. I'll, I'll take a look. Look it up. While this opening, badass opening plays here for us. Alright, Public Enemy. I know their time in WCW was lackluster, and I was totally disappointed because I had seen them in ECW and thought they were a badass. And not so much in WCW. (laughs) Not surprised, considering... The dysfunction over there. Alright, so Joey's uh, making the big announcement. They're back at the ECW Arena for their big supercard show. Wasn't called Double Tables yet. Oh, they name it after? Yeah. They name it after the fact. Is that that common with the rest of their stuff? Yeah. Yep, so based on what happened at the show, they would name it on that usually. Unless it became something like 
Hostile City Showdown or Hardcore Heaven, things like that became the mainstays, but... That's pretty cool. But most ECW Arena shows they would give a nickname to and then sell it as a tape. Holy shit, they, they were in WCW for two years. That long? Shit. November 1995. Oh, wait, no, 19... All right, November 1995. I know they were there, they, but I know it wasn't, like, memorable. Right, definitely wasn't memorable. But 95, they had a tryout with WWF in November, and then actually it was January 96 they went to... Okay. They went to WCW. So, almost a year later. But this is definitely gear that they used in WCW. They were tag team champions. They defeated Harlem Heat September 96. But their reign only was eight days. <laughs> that sucks. Jeez. And that was their only reign? Yeah. They were there until 98. They came back to ECW in 99. January 99. All right, see what he has to say. All right, so here's Jason. Let's hear what he has to say. The mic is yours. Joey, looking here tonight. At the ECW Arena, even I have to admit that electricity is unbelievable. But I also have to say, Joey, that it's so pathetic <laughs> the way you're savoring every moment standing next to me, Jason, the sexiest man on earth. Blame. <laughs> so Jason's going to introduce another Jason. But Joey... And I'm looking forward you, to JV's reaction. To talk about myself. Somehow I don't believe that. Joey, I'm here to congratulate myself, Jason, the sexiest man on earth. For very soon shall I have the new ECW Tag Team Champions in the Pitbull. Everything he does is so insecure. <laughs> right, he's so slow in his uh, in his it's like he delivery. Doesn't practice it. Right, he doesn't know what he's gonna say, or he knows what he's gonna say, and that's or why he he's... just sucks at speak public speaking. <laughs> it's probably it. He's probably you know nails it, and it but comes out here and just freezes up. Yeah, probably. He's also the shortest guy alive. I'm short. I ain't trying to be a wrestler either. Is he that short? He looks very short. He's not bigger than Joey Styles. I know the pitbulls are pretty short, so if he's shorter no, than no, the pitbulls, he's taller than Joey Styles in that from that angle, by a good amount. All right, so the pitbulls just came out with the Doesn't ECW heels, entrance though? music. Yeah, he may wear high heels. I'm just gonna turn down my audio so I can hear you better. I'm like, huh? What's he saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, am I am I not talking loud enough? <laughs> the audio is always to the max. I forget to lower it a little bit. And I'm going to tell you another thing that's beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen. Right here. here he is. I have a question for you all. How do you like my new suit? My new suit? <laughs> How do you like my new this suit? This guy sucks. Doing? This he's is been terrible. better. This is yeah, terrible. He's been, he's been he working on this better. character for like a fucking year. <laughs> right. There's been no, no that improvement. That doesn't even make sense. How do you like me? Jason Martell. 
Jason the Model Martel. Yeah, he's a fucking knockoff. What the fuck are they doing? Whacking their chains against cool. the ring post. That's getting things a little, a little crazy. All I know is Pitbull number one, two needs to shave his head. Yeah, does he? He's going with that buzz. I'm pretty sure he does. Suiting? It's only suiting. That's not a word. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's freezing. He reminds me of someone that we know. Like someone in the public. And I can't figure out who. A public figure that we know? Yeah, like a local public figure. Like a local real estate agent or like Richie? fucking town person. No. No? Definitely not. No. Pause and freezing. Is it Cliff? <laughs> People are like, who no. the fuck's this guy? Who's Richie? Who's Cliff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just throwing out names. <laughs> All right. He introduces Jason. There he is. Jason. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is this? Fucking Jason Voorhees in the house. What is this? I did not expect this. <laughs> hey, remember they had Freddy Krueger? This is, yeah. <laughs> Doug Gilbert was Freddy Krueger. So why are they doing this? Now they got Jason. Jason the Terrible. Apparently he's a big wrestler in Japan. So they love the oh, character really? in Japan. Yeah. So he's been brought over. And he dresses like Kane Hodder? Yeah. <laughs> and he's not the first to look like this. There also was Lord Humongous. Yeah, you know yeah, from yeah. Mad Max. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Lord Humongous. He wore that same kind of hockey mask. No, I remember that was an act, uh, a wrestler too. Yeah. And Sid was him for a period of time. He was Lord Humongous. That was terrible. So, yeah, we got fucking Jason Voorhees out here. Jason the Terrible. Alright, so we're, now, we're getting a recap of the Pipples. But now that we've just seen Jason, what's your favorite Friday the 13th movie? My favorite one? I mean, yeah. what's the one that you think of first? I have one in mind that I Jason always think takes of first. Manhattan. Yep, Jason Takes Manhattan the is the first one, one I think of. Yeah. <laughs> and I always think of when Jason punches the guy's head off on the roof. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. The kickboxer guy. Yeah. For a second, you think he's going to be able to compete with Jason, but then Jason just fucking knocks his head yeah, off. Yeah, he starts getting all tight. He's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, like, oh, yeah, he's all breathing heavy and shit. Terrible acting. <laughs> yes. I love him, though. I love all those movies. I don't know which one. Um, See, I like to rank those movies in order of, like, scenes. It's like, who has the best ending? Yeah. Because that doesn't necessarily mean it's my favorite movie. It's weird. I'm fucking weird. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, over the years, I've grown to appreciate the first one and think it's really Big good. Time. The older it's I so get, good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 100%. I actually get scared sometimes watching that one. I don't get scared. Well, yeah. I, I get the tension. I feel it. Yeah, yeah, I get anxiety. Right, it feels like a horror movie. The other ones yeah, don't yeah. as much. But I don't get, like, scared. Even two's good. With the fucking pillowcase. Yeah, I like to. I like the beginning of of uh, chapter two. Jason gets the hockey mask. That helps with the marketing. That but the movies three. go to shit pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it was number three he gets the mask. Yeah, three gets the mask, and that was the 3D movie. Yep. So anyways, in this matchup, we have the Pitbulls and Jason taking on the Young Dragons and Hack Myers. The Young Dragons are now 
different people than they originally were. The original Young Dragons were Mikey Whipwreck and Paul Lauria, but now they're Mikey Whipwreck and Paul Lauria. <laughs> so the Young Dragons are just basically whoever they can get to fill that role. And one of them in, th in this match is Donnie Allen. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm Allen. thinking because Donnie Allen and Tony Stetson are coming back like in a week. They're going to be part of Raven's flock or Raven's nest, whatever, he's, whatever he calls it at the time. They're going to be the Broad Street Bullies. So I'm figuring, I know one of them is Donnie Allen. So the other one's probably Tony Stetson, is my guess. Could be wrong, but since they're both coming back, it's probably them. And they don't want to reveal who they are. Oh, one of them just lost his fucking mask, so let's see. <laughs> Terrible. Who the hell is, can't tell who it is. Maybe it's just a fucking nobody. <laughs> but I do know one of them is Donnie Allen. The one wearing the mask still is Donnie Allen. The Shaw of ECW. I don't think he puts it on. I think he keeps it off. <laughs> He's like, man, <laughs> I fucked like up. <laughs> now he just looked like Jimmy Del Rey from uh, the Heavenly Bodies. Fired. <laughs> Cactus Hack in the ring right now. Cactus Hack. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a shot to the nuts from Pitbull number one. From Gary Wolf. Here comes Anthony Durant. Pitbull number two. Double suplex. Having a hard time with the hack. What are they doing? Ooh, they did have a hard time it seemed. Double vertical suplex. Come on, Jason. I want to see Jason in this match. What's he going to do? Is he going to punch anyone's head off? <laughs> that would have been awesome if Jason was in there and he punched that young dragon and his mask went flying off. And that's how he lost the mask. Like homage to Jason Takes Manhattan. Exactly. <laughs> that would be cool. Jason Takes Manhattan was already out at this time for yeah. a while, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the one coming out at this point is like Jason Goes to Hell. Was the most recent yeah, one. Right, Jason Goes to Hell would have already been out. Then Jason X. 90, 93 is, was Jason Goes to Hell. 89, after I think, that, was Manhattan. Yeah, after uh, Jason, the Jason Goes X? to Hell, it's Jason X. Is that the one in space? Yeah. We saw that together, right? In the theater? Yeah. Yep. The only good, good thing about that was tits, I think. Yeah, there were titties in it. <laughs> yeah, what year was that? That had to be like 99. Yeah, 98, 99. 2000, maybe. I'm going to look it up. I'll look it up. I got it. 2001. 2001, shit. Jason in space. He's <laughs> fucking like Leprechaun in space. Jason in space. Good, yeah, that was a run of movies. Let's put him in space. The only one that hasn't gone to space is Michael Myers and Freddy. <laughs> yeah. you would think at least in one movie, Freddy would be able to no go to space. no one else really has. Only fucking like Jason and Leprechaun have gone to space. <laughs> it would just seem like a lot though. <laughs> yeah, it does. It seemed like a lot. That's a lot. There's only like six of them. It's a third. <laughs> There's no uh, Chucky in space. <laughs> hey, Jason with a brutal clothesline. 
the big wires. That arm is as thick as the heads at CNN Center. So I was going to say with Freddie, you would think that Freddie would have been in space at some point. So maybe somebody would dream of it. Yeah. Like dream sequence in another, on another planet and <laughs> Freddie's there. Don't give him any ideas. Especially that one. Be a fucking horror movie. They're on like SpaceX on the way to Mars. Yeah. Freddie on the Tesla ship. Whatever the fuck they're going to call it. Welcome to Mars, bitch! Yeah. <laughs> I put the red and red planet, and it's just like blood everywhere. Or the, or the planet, like, after the murder, they zoom out of the planet, and the planet is like Freddy's face, the shape of yeah, Freddy's yeah. face. That would definitely be. <laughs> kind of, that would that definitely is, happen. If they do it, they need to make it. They need to have that scene. <laughs> you know why it's hard to take Jason the Terrible... He's not that tall. No. Is he taller than Hack tall? Myers? Yeah, he is. He's taller than Hack Myers. I guess for some angle, I don't. I guess it's the camera angle. Sometimes the wrestlers look very. Yeah, short. more than half his chest is above the rope, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's gotta be decent size. I'd say he's yeah, six he's, to one. He's like six two probably. Yeah. Woo! Man, that's all he can do though. Clothesline. <laughs> but I feel like he has to. He should be like seven feet tall. I think so, but who? How tall is Jason, fucking tall Jason? Jason Voorhees? See how tall Kane Hodder is. Oh, Kane oh. Hodder. Jason. Show his height. He's probably Jason like fucking Voorhees five ten. Is six <laughs> is supposed to be six five. Uh. Six five. Fuck. Kane Hodder doesn't mean he's six five. No. Says Kane Hart is between six two and six five. Yeah, I see that too. Alright, whatever. So this guy's in range, I'd say. It's a fucking hell of a spread. So yeah, I'm like fucking <laughs> Yeah. Five seven six feet. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm either five seven to six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Just pick uh, yeah. Put whatever you want on your license, that's what you are. <laughs> yeah, they don't even check. I thought oh. like, what if you just lied? They Seven shouldn't foot give six. me a fucking. Like, could they let you? Could, could could they could they like? <laughs> I'm gonna try that. <laughs> and they'll say no. Just kidding. Oh could man, go through with it. Six feet tall. Huh. I'm seven foot two. I identify as seven foot two. <laughs> yeah, you identify. I ain't. I I feel seven feet tall. That's how I am. <laughs> I am that tall. <laughs> you can't you tell me I'm not that tall. Online now. You don't even have to like fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Oh, that's a good finish, though. The Pitbulls lifted up finish. Jason, and Jason body-splashed Hack Myers for the pin. The Pitbulls win the match. Now we got Jason. He has, Jason. like, two moves in the same taunt. That's it. Jason's giving back rubs. <laughs> Jason Voigt is giving back rubs to Jason. Jason the Terrible is a pretty nice guy. Yeah. Giving massages to his manager. <laughs> Apparently the guy that portrays him, is his name is Roberto Rodriguez. Like I said, he's out of Mexico, uh, Japan. In the wing. Wing group. W-I-N-G. What match is going on here? Oh, Hack Mize is fucking up the Young Dragons now. <laughs> he lost. <laughs> I say, what's going on in the ring? I am so excited at this point that I could 
Mac Myers coming from behind. Like, they didn't think that was going to happen. Like, they just turn his back and have an interview with Hack Myers in the ring. Hack Myers busted open, is beating the fuck out of the Pipples. That steel chair. Young Dragons are down. Pipples are down. Hack Myers is now stalking Jason, the manager, as if he's Jason the Terrible. Too much Jason's going on here. Yeah, I don't like it. That's what I'm saying. They could have picked a better name. But I guess they couldn't rip off. Right, and they probably... Yeah, they really go all in on not even trying to hide who they're trying to rip <laughs> off. Right. I mean, they could have went, like, Lord Humongous. Because that's been used so many times. Yeah. Let's fucking use that. Or just give him a different fucking mask. Oh, don't call him Jason. And just put a nylon over your head like fucking Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> yeah. He could have just won the hockey mask, but just call him like Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> that would have been even funnier. Like, they're doing a knockoff Jason, but they call him Jonathan. Could have did some alliteration. Like, Tommy the Terrible. <laughs> Hackamania rules. Nice sign in the front row. The hack. Oh, Angel. The Virgin Princess Angel is at ringside with her dreadlocks. But I want to see the front. What's going on here? Combat boots were the shit back in 95. All right, she's slapping Hack Myers. Slapping the fuck out of him. Hack's just staring at her tits. Yeah, yes. He's like, let me see that. It's in a ripper. Like, what's, what's what's under here? What's under here? Hack's getting pissed now. He's slapping me, bitch. Boom! Punch in the face. <laughs> Another punch in the face. Domestic abuse. Hack Myers and Angel here. Angel's down. Angel here. Pasta. She's been taking some big bumps. Didn't she take a huge one recently? Oh, yeah. She did. Oh. Over the knee. He's going to lift up the skirt. Her wedding dress. Start smacking the shit out of it. Oh, too bad the camera wasn't the other way around. No ass shot for us here. There's still time. There is still time. Oh, Angel likes it, though. Angel likes it rough. Oh, planting a kiss on him. What the fuck? Now she likes it. She's all hot and bothered now. That's what I want a man to take control. Let's go. She's like, I need some domestic violence in my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Angel and Hack together. Oh, no. Kick to the gut. Well, she likes it, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. Maybe she wants this pile driver. Boom! <laughs> I think... Yeah, I think the top did drop out for a second there, and then she had to cover quickly. And right to the next match, which is supposed to be a bond burner here. Crippler Chris Benoit versus Al Snow, Snowman. Al Snow, the man who trained Dan Seven, who in the last Ultimate Fight Championship held out Hoist Gracie. Al Snow, even a trainer back then, he trained Dan Severn. He's freaking, like, 
starting off his career. I mean, he's probably wrestled for a while, but still virtually unknown to the world, and he's already a trainer. Yeah, especially a guy like Dan Severn, who's a legit fighter. Right. One of the he, best. He just had to teach him to adapt to pro wrestling. One of the toughest guys on the planet in 95, Dan Severn. That's true. Ice water running through his veins. Referee checking Chris Benoit. All right. So here's the wrestling match of the show. This had some craziness with Jason, hip balls, and wild shit with Hack and Angel. And now let's give the fans some legit wrestling. Yeah. This is nice supposed mix. to be a good one, though, huh? Yep. Let's check it out. We start off with the wrist lock. You'd imagine Chris Benoit is going to win the match, obviously. But we'll see. Reversal by Al Snow. Nice maneuver. So in this place here, it's notoriously known for being hot as fuck, and that fan is not moving. They got a fan yeah, above, no, right. it's not even on. Bill. What the fuck? I want to do a timestamp though? Yeah, yeah, we haven't done one yet. I'm at 240, I mean 2240, 20, 41, 42. You mean 23? 20, oh, just, actually, oh, yeah, 23, 48, 49. Okay. It's all fucking tiny. Barely see it. So I'm watching this within the Google Drive browser. Me too. I have so too many issues trying screen. to use it with Windows Media Player. Yeah. I don't know why, but it gets it'll start going fuzzy and shit. Oh. Oh, we can test the strength there. Chris Benoit has the advantage. Bend him over as me. He's bending him over. Too hella flexible. Yeah. Al Snow on his head. Bridge on his head. Lift him back up. Looks like he's going to reverse here. Oh, he's got his foot behind. Yep, now Chris Benoit is doing the same thing. Forcing Benoit down into a bridge. This is when you just kick the guy in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> They're keeping it fair here. Ooh. Nice flip over reversal here into a three count. Two, nope, only two. Back and forth two counts. You get the crowd standing up, clapping like it's fucking golf. Chris Benoit says he's in his head. Says he's in Al Snow's head. Al Snow pushes him. Benoit comes right back. Cheap shot to the gut. He's in great shape, Al Snow. Yeah. Totally different looking wrestler than he is. In 99, WWF. Catches Benoit on the point of the jaw. And this game of human chess continues. Al Snow's actually going to be in WWF not too long after this either. He's the yeah, Avatar. He's, um, what's his name? Avatar. That's right. Al Snow waiting for Benoit to come see when that was. I believe it was 95. But then later, it had to be. It had to be around. It was either before or after this. Like right after. Yeah, 95, he was the avatar. Yeah, because I remember he was also, what's that guy's name? Uh, Leaf? Leaf Cassidy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, makes his debut as the avatar in October 95. Then he. Oh, then he was a shinobi for a little while. Which is basically the same thing as Avatar, just if it was a black costume yeah. instead. 
you know, like some yeah, uh, martial arts agent inspired guy. Yep. And then he was Leaf Cassidy in February '96. He had three gimmicks in a matter of months. <laughs> and then he left. He went back to ECW and created a head. Yep. And then got brought right back. Blew up. He was pre I'm pretty sure he was signed with WWF while he was in ECW still. And he developed this character in ECW and just came back on TV. He was like being rented ECW. Which is pretty cool. ECW in ways in 95-96 is a feeder system for WWF. Yeah, yep. I knew that then and I wasn't at the ECW. I just knew from like, I don't know, like you and Robert usually. Right. Oh, or just, you know, reading shit. This guy's from WC, uh, ECW. All right, so many guys came edgy, up. The content got, yeah. This is more wrestling, pure wrestling. A lot of the ECW guys actually went to WCW, though, rather than WWF. Yeah, they, yeah, they were recruited for both WWF and WCW. Like, they got plucked. Yep. And then guys would Absolutely. go there, rejuvenate their career, and come back. Nobody majors left yet. Uh, Shane Douglas will be leaving eventually. Later in this year. A lot of people leave in 95. So that'll be interesting to see what happens, like, kind of with a fresh new roster, too. I mean, we're seeing it. Gradually, people are coming in. But by 96, the roster's going to be a little different. Whoa! And Benoit just drapes Al Snow over the top yeah, rope. man. Suplex onto the top rope. Al Snow's hanging on the apron. Benoit just tried to smash him into the, the top the turnbuckle, but... Oh! Al Snow comes off the top, misses the drop kick. Benoit takes advantage. Oh, we getting rolling suplexes here. German suplex into a pin. Yeah, just one. You always expect it to be like five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. Front row, we get the sign, the crippled snowman. So sign guy has no confidence in Al Snow. The snowman trying to shake it off, but he landed hard on the back of his neck. Okay, so I'm looking at the Observer's review of this show, Wrestling Observer, yeah. Dave Meltzer. And um, the first match, the Pipples and Jason versus Hackmeyers and the Young Dragons. How many stars do you think Meltzer gave it? One. Two stars. Why? Give it two. All right, let's see. Yeah, he didn't really say why, but <laughs> let's see. Yeah. But the valet, Angel the Virgin Princess, wearing a white wedding dress, came out and slapped Myers a few times. Myers punched her twice and started spanking her, but she liked getting spanked. Got up and started kissing Myers until Myers finally kicked her in the stomach and gave her a pile driver. And she did the stretcher job. And this was just the opener. Two stars. So I guess he liked the action and how it was the opener to get things started. So he's influenced by that. No shot in. Catches an elbow right the well, this is a lot better than two stars so far. <laughs> Sure is. Sure. That's all revealed his rating after this. Yeah, good solid match going on right now. 
It's funny, Benoit's the heel, but he's not really using any many heel tactics. Like I said, they're trying to keep fair competition. Man, Al Snow whipped into the corner. Selling that back injury. Now he can work on more suplexes. There you go. Ooh, I like that. How he just brings him up and straight down. Yep. Doesn't oh. like rolling back. Right. Just looks that much more impactful. All right. It's like a small guy doing like a power bomb. Yeah, he can coming down on the way down too. Right. And he's coming down at the height of like a power bomb too. Because Benoit can't put away Al Snow. Al Snow's hanging in there. Can't melt the snowman. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was a nice counter. Benoit was going for a suplex, but Al Snow was able to get his body crossed and lateral, press him down to a pin. Oh. He said, uh-uh. Right, uh-uh. Didn't happen. What did he say? Is that what the state has to offer? Is this the best the United States has to offer? Uh, oh, that's right. He's Canadian. Canadian crippler. Well, he's definitely seemingly in full control right now. Oh, yeah. He's set up now, and Benoit's set up to do flying headbutt. Benoit oh. has to have the tiniest legs. CTE. CTE. Yeah, no shit, huh? Shit. Obviously, he didn't really hit Al Snow, but he fucking landed on the mat. Banged his head on the mat. Now Snow kicks out of that. Benoit can't fucking believe it. I'm shocked. Yeah. I thought that was match. <laughs> right. That should have been Banked it. Him with the crippler crossface. All right. How do you go? Hey, how do you go to a finish now? <laughs> Look how little those pants are. <laughs> Who? Chris Benoit. Benoit. Yeah, he's built funny. Totally. His proportions are off. It's like a fucking Family Guy character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like the salesman guy from fucking Cleveland show. It's like, like from his waist down is only like three feet. <laughs> the rest of his height is all his torso, his head. Like legit. Snap suplex, nice. Watch, look up Holt, Holt from the Cleveland show. Holt from the Cleveland like show, alright. That's the one show out of all of them I don't watch that Jason much. Sudeikis does his voice, that's right. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like Jason Sudeikis a little bit. <laughs> oh Is that how Ben was built? <laughs> oh my god, exactly. I'm looking at the picture of him coming out of a car. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Google Images. <laughs> that's awesome. Fucking Chris Benoit's Holt Richter from the Cleveland show. Oh, German suplex into a pin. Two. Yeah, referee slowed down there. Even Chris Benoit's saying it. Shit, man, that was three, and it was three. Referee stopped his count. Referee sucks. Ref sucks. Jim Molino. I 
think it's Jim Molyneux. I never know. Jim Molyneux, uh, John Finnegan. Maybe it's John Finnegan, actually. Oh, Probably shit. As much this exchange here. Do now. There's, I mean, the, ref, the refs Ooh. really do blow. Oh, God. Yeah. I wish I didn't pay attention to him as much. But it's like, an, it's you, you have to. They're another performer. I used to always, like, never notice him until it yeah. mattered. But now they're just an stand out. That was a nice exchange there. Both guys were down on the mat, and the referee had to count them down, but they both got up here. Edouard goes for a suplex. Al Snow avoids it. It's a German suplex. Tossing him. Tossed him. Oh, nice clothesline by Al Snow. That was stiff. Benoit's down in the center of the ring. Oh, stomping a mud hole. Al Snow stomping a mud hole in Benoit. Whew. Crouch chanting Shaw, Shaw, Shaw. Like, nah, he was in the other match. Also, just to give you perspective of where this is during the show, this is the fifth match. So this is like the middle of the show. There were eight matches that night. This was the fifth. We'll be covering, of those eight matches... Oof. That was a nice bridge. Five out of the eight. So, yeah, we're, we're not going to get to see all the matches. But like I said, if you guys want to watch them, they're available in the BTT Drive double tables. Well, I was thinking, JV, maybe we should do for the next super card. Yep. We can just you know go through our coverage and then put up a poll of like the last three super cards and have people vote which one they want us to do as a, a full show. Yeah, that works. That's I'm always for that. Yeah, so if they say double tables, then we'll go back maybe a month yep. or so and watch that show again. Full show. And so double tables will be the first one on the poll and they pretty much come monthly at this point. Wow, nice suplex into a pinfall and Benoit pulled it off, got the three. Yeah, he did. That was a good match. Went uh, about 16 minutes. About 15 minutes, actually. About 15 minutes. Yeah, man. This show flew by. Shit. It's almost over. Only five minutes left. Six minutes left. Now Benoit's going to attack. Good. This is great. Much of the match, he was playing fair. And this is the reminder. Hey, I'm a heel. Yeah. Get cheering for me. Fuck I'm you. A I'm a bad guy. Right. I'm the bad guy, yeah. All right, so JV, what do you give it for a rating? This one? Yeah. I'd say three and a half stars. Yeah, that's where I go. Three and a half. I don't like the looks of this. Good wrestling. Good crowd involvement. A couple good false finishes. And good post-match stuff, too. And it, it builds his character, right? He's the crippler. And now you have 
him attacking after the match. But um, Meltzer is close with us. He gave it four stars. All right, so it looks like we're going to get some stills, photo stills of the big match, the double tables match, Sabu and Taz versus Public Enemy. So they're not going to give it to us for free here. We have to order double tables. Or we have to get our ass to ECW Arena if we want to see these matches in full. But we don't have the DeLorean, so we can't go back. But thanks to Richard Land, we got the footage. Hey, maybe Sabu matches are better as photo stills. <laughs> This looks like a chaotic match. This would be a nice one to actually <laughs> yeah. watch. Instead of a slideshow. <laughs> right. Oh, fucking a frying pan in the package, though. <laughs> Shitty action shot. Hey, so this would be a match that I'm interested in watching. Double tables wins. Pole. Yeah. No, no, what I'll do is I'll put the pole out right away because... Our fans and our listeners already know a lot of ECW, so they can pick the show that they want right away, and then we'll be able to plan and schedule it. You know what I mean? So if this one were to win, then we can just do it next episode. Yep. I know what you're saying. Yeah. And then if it's the one in a month, we know that we'll do it in a month. But yeah, that, that poll will be out there as you're listening to this. Probably up for a couple days already as you're listening to this. Because another reason why I don't want to really do every single one is because that'll, that'll back us up and yeah, we'll the, never year, the years. Right, we'll never get through on time because we only it'll do it bi-weekly. Right. I mean, it's supposed to take us a year to do a year, but it'll take us longer than a year to do a year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah, because that'll be doing it. We, yeah. we do it bi-weekly. Yep. This slideshow shit is terrible, though. Yeah. This dog yeah. shit. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah, I wonder if Joey Styles is doing commentary from that night, or is he just making up commentary right now over the photos? It could be from the night. Oh, Sabu and Taz, new tag champions. You didn't really get a good idea of what happened. You just see people going through tables. I mean, that's how you win the match is to go through the tables. But <laughs> Oh, now they show shit. So after the match, they're going to show us post-match action. Oh, Benoit comes in and gets involved. The table's set up on the turnbuckle. They're both on top of a table on the top rope. Oh! Oh, man. Big-time spot. Benoit powerbombs Sabu through Rocco Rock, through that table. Off of a table on the top rope. Holy fucking shit. You know, just before we started recording, I was taking a look at one of the books I have called Turning the Tables, the Story of ECW by John Lister. Yeah. I'll talk about that in a second. Let's listen to Chris Benoit. Yeah. An ambulance rides to the hospital. Sabu, you're back in the ring. You're back here in the ECW. And people are starting to talk. I don't like what they're saying. 
They're saying that you're some type of tough guy. They're saying that the crippler was unable to get the job done. Well, Sabu, the only reason you're back is because I want you back. The only reason you're here is because I let you come back. Sabu, on any given night, I could take you out and end your career permanently. Because life is about pain. Life is about humility. And I could see that your tag team partner, the Tasmaniac, is yet to learn the finer lessons in life. Well, Sabu and Tasmaniac, the day will come when both of you will learn what pain is all about. Both of you will learn what humility is all about. And after that first lesson of pain will come the lesson of humility. And that will be the crowning of the new tag team champions here in the ECW. The shooter, Dean Malenko. And the crippler, Chris Benoit. Hey, not bad. Promo. Not bad. He's not great. Obviously, we know he's very not great. Canadian. Right. The boot. But he's calling. He's calling out Sabu. Sabu's back, and he wants to fuck him up even more. He crippled yeah. him. You want some Boot more? Time they give him some mic time. Come and get it. So, as I was saying right before that promo, I was reading a little bit, trying to yep. you know, get some information here. Well, let me just read this to you guys. This is from John Lister's "Turning the Tables: The Story of Extreme Championship Wrestling." Unauthorized and uncensored. It says with the table breaking at the center of the storyline, it was logical enough choice that the Public Enemy versus Sabu Tasmaniac rematch should be a double tables match. One only when one team put both opponents through tables. The match headlined the February fourth, nineteen ninety five ECW Arena show, which marked the first time Tom Missick's internet conventions. I don't know what the fuck that is. Anyway, the disputed finish. Where the referee was missing what should have been the public enemy's win led to new tag team champions, but the night's major incident came after the bout. As Sabu prepared to leg drop Rocco Rock through the table, Benoit ran out, climbed to the top rope, powerbombed Sabu straight onto Rocco Rock, both men crashing through the furniture. While this move would probably now get you a two count in the opening match of most indie shows, at the time it was so spectacular that for several months, Hardcore fans would refer to it simply as the spot. Cool. No shit. Yeah. So big time ECW spot there in 1995. So another solid episode of ECW Hardcore TV. You know, starting off with Jason, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jason. But the pitbulls, you know, the pitbulls look good there, and I like that finish with them slamming Jason onto Hack Myers, and then you get the Hack Myers shit with Angel after the. After the match, and she loves taking a beating, apparently. And then we had this great match between Benoit and Al Snow. So, hell of a show there. And we're going to continue on with this coverage of Double Tables from Hardcore TV. It'll be episode 95, February 4th of 1995. And we'll be right back after a break, and we're going to play Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2. JV, do you know what song that is? 
Fuck no. <laughs> All right, so it's it's one of those songs where when you hear it, you know it, but no one knows oh. who the fuck sings it, and no okay, one knows yeah, yeah. what it's called. You're looking at it? Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I know. I, I was agreeing to you. I, I know okay. what you're saying. Yeah, it's that kind of hear, song. I'm be like, oh, it's this fucking song. Right. So I didn't know what it was called either, but this is Al Snow's entrance music, so that's why we're going with it. Because he okay. just had a solid match. So I was like, ah, fuck, let's play Al Snow's yeah, song. Yeah, why not? He's fucking earned it. Right. So it's the it's the Hey song. It was actually in the Joker recently. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was. Yep. It was in the Joker. It was in... It's been in a bunch of shows. It was in Happy Gilmore, I think. It's fucking... It's in everything. Right. It's in everything. Half Will Ferrell movies. And it's Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2. Now, I'm going to let you enjoy the music, and then I'll share some information about Gary Glitter, Gary Glitter that you might not know. But I don't want to taint the song before you hear it. I'll, I'll ruin it for you after. So take a listen to this, and then we'll be right back.
we're back now for the Extreme ECW live cast, and we're going to be covering February 14th, 1995, ECW Hardcore TV, episode 95. And I hope you just enjoyed that song, because now you might not enjoy it anymore. This is Gary Glitter's Hey Song, Rock and Roll Part 2. And uh, if you didn't know anything about him, like most people probably don't, because most people don't even know who's fucking made that song. But it was this man, Gary Glitter, and he's currently incarcerated for child pornography. What a piece of shit. Yeah, so that fucking changes everything that I thought about that song. And um, I wanted to play it because it was Al Snow, and I had already set it up and got got the clip and everything for it to be played here. We're never just playing for, that again. Then <laughs> just for shits and giggles, I was like, who the fuck's Gary Glitter? Just right before we were about to get going. And I looked that up. I was like, ooh, okay. All right, so that's the last time we'll uh, we'll play that song for sure. And, yeah. Now it even gives an even creepier connotation to the way it was used in Joker. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no shit, yeah. Maybe they chose it for that very reason, that the people knew of Gary Glitter. Let's put this fucking creep-ass song in here. Even the Joker's like, hey, that's even too dark for the Joker. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely dark. So anyway, let's get things livened up a little bit here. Fun song nonetheless, but yeah, you're going to be thinking a little different, differently at this point from now on, I believe. So anyway, let's go on to ECW Hardcore TV. Go to BTT Drive and go ahead and find the episodes February 14th in the 1995 folder. Let's go ahead and do that. Also, before we get started, point out that I did just... While we were on our little break, I did post the poll, so it's available. So you'll have a few days to vote on it, and you may have already voted for it at this point, because it's going to be out for days before you actually hear this. So your choices are Double Tables 1995, which is the show that we're mainly covering, but we'll be able to actually watch Cactus Jack versus the Sandman, Sabu and Taz versus Public Enemy from that night. We'll also be able to see the Ian versus Axel Rotten match. If you pick double tables. If you pick Return of the Funker, then you get the fucking Return of Terry Funk. Terry Funk has been out since August of 1994. Hardcore Heaven was the last show that he appeared on. We did a super show special for that. And then he left. So he's never been part of Extreme Championship Wrestling. He left right before that. He actually no-showed the night that it all went down because he didn't want to have his hands on it at all. He didn't want any part of the uh, the turn on uh, NWA. So he didn't show up for it, and he hasn't been back since. So on February 25th, it's Return of the Funker. You're going to get Pitbulls versus Chad Austin and Joel Hartgood, Jason and Paul Loria versus Hack Myers and Mikey Whipwreck, Tuco Scorpio versus Hector Guerrero. Ju- Hector Guerrero, you get another... Ian versus Axel Rotten barbed wire bat match. Okay. Shane Douglas versus Marty Janetti. <laughs> Marty Janetti. You get a triple threat, the, the triple threat rather, which is Shane Douglas, Malenko, and Benoit. They're going to form that group in the next few weeks. Well, it's going to be Malenko and Benoit versus Sabu and Taz. And then Cactus Jack versus DC Drake. And that's when Terry Funk returns and attacks Cactus Jack. So that is Return of the Funker. And then your third choice is Extreme Warfare. March 18th, 1995, you get Mikey versus Jason, Ron Simmons versus Hack Myers, 
We get a gauntlet match. It's Raven's Nest versus Tommy Dreamer. So Dreamer has to fight through Raven's Nest to get the Raven at the very end. We get Dean Malenko versus Two Cold Scorpio. We get a strap match between the brothers, Ian and Axel Rotten. Like I said, they just every every month they're going at it with each other. Public Enemy versus the Pitbulls. Sabu versus Mikey Whipwreck. And then the Sam Man and Terry Funk team up against Cactus Jack and Shane Douglas. So, a few good shows. We're going to do one of them. So, get your votes in. Return of the Funker, Double Tables, or Extreme Warfare. JV, based on those, what are you leaning to? Extreme Warfare. Yeah, Sandman, Terry Funk versus Cactus Jack, Shane Douglas. That sounds no, fucking badass. No brainer. And Raven's Nest. You know, Tommy Dreamer has to go through the nest to get to Raven. Yep. I mean, that's, that's the first big match between them. So I'm I'm going extreme warfare too, man. But hey, if you guys don't vote for it, I think we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But yeah, I I think that one would win. That would be my odds-on favorite. But you never know with Twitter because you got fucking trolls out there that'll vote for. It. Oh, this one sucks. So I'm gonna pick this one. But none of them suck. I don't think any of them suck. So that's out there. Go ahead. Go at extreme cast and. And we don't tweet a whole lot of things there, so it should be near the top. So go ahead over there and find that and go vote. All right, so let's get to the show now. February 14th, it's fucking Valentine's Day, and someone's heart's going to be broken. <laughs> I love fucking being corny and shit like that. Anyway, that's the we dad know. in me. You know. We know. Yeah, I guess you guys know after 45 episodes of doing this, plus the uh, plus the special, the eight specials that we've done. So we've done eight specials plus... 45 episodes. Fuck. Shit, we've done a lot here, too. It's been nearly... It's been two years already doing this. But yeah, you guys know how corny as fuck. But anyway, let's get to it. We know the drill. Three down to one. I say play. When I say play, we all click play. JV, you ready to go? I'm ready. Alright, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Alright, Public Enemy... We got stills. <laughs> it's funny because they're showing the same clip, three separate stills of Rocco Rock just waving his hands back and forth. So stupid. But yeah, they're not giving away this match, JV. They're just showing clips. So if we want to watch it's it. It's weird seeing them in green. Well, that is weird. No, Taz doesn't usually wear green. No, usually not, but he matched Sabu. Yeah. They were doing a little tag team thing there. Let's wear the same colors, man. Yo, bro, it'd be cool if we wear the same colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Taz is like one of the greatest talkers in ECW. We haven't heard him talk yet. Yeah. Fucking muted. Yeah, it's more of these clips. We, uh, we know that Sabu and Taz will win the titles. But then the big thing... Benoit attacking Sabu after the match. Oh, look at me. They had the titles for a while. I, I gotta take a look at that. Let's, let me look up tag team history here. Tag team title history. ECW. Alright, so. Public Enemy lost the titles. To what is being called here on Wikipedia, the Dangerous Alliance, Sabu and Taz. Oh, they only had it for three months. 
They won them at November to remember against Cactus and Mikey. Held it for 90 day, 91 days. But their long reign was actually before that. That was March through August. They held them for 174 days. And that was their first reign. This is their second reign, Public Enemy. Looks as though they'll have another reign coming in the future. So the Sabu and Taz partnership is pretty short-lived. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. You know what we didn't have on the last episode that I missed? The sounds. I will say the sounds are vicious. Yeah, the sounds are vicious, so I'd like to see it in live action. I mean, I, I'm sure on my own I'll probably take a look at it. I haven't yet. He's done it. <laughs> Look at that shot of them up. Yeah. Under Great shot of them holding the belts on the on the table that's draped across the top rope. So yeah, whatever does it win, guys, remember you have access to it. And you can watch the show on your own. You just won't have the sounds of Mike and JV. Talking over shit. <laughs> oh, I'm hearing perfect strangers in the background. Yeah, that was a great spot. Yeah, that is the spot. As it was known at the time, the power bomb through the table onto Rocco Rock. Benoit to Sabu. Jeez. So Benoit is like the fucking OG of that. Yeah. You never knew that. Fucking badass. Now we got a video package, Benoit, with Shane Douglas's music. <laughs> yeah, what's that about? Yeah. They both can't have this music. What the fuck? I love this song. I could use this song over and over again on these episodes. <laughs> yeah, this is a great song. It's on my playlist now, my YouTube playlist. Is it? Yeah. It's on my uh, Amazon playlist. I made an ECW playlist, actually. The songs that have been on ECW. It's on my rock playlist. A badass rock song. Alright, so we get some great highlights of Benoit. And in between every clip, it's just Benoit. His hands together, rubbing him. Like he's ready to fuck somebody up. He's ready to cripple someone. What a team, Malenko and Benoit. It's awesome. Two full horsemen right there. Right, Malenko was a horseman, right? Um, yeah, yeah, he was. The new four horsemen or something. Right, was it Arn? No, Arn was like the manager at that point. Wasn't it, was... it Benoit, Malenko, Arn? Uh, shit. No. Pillman. Pillman, yeah. Yeah, Pillman, Malenko, Benoit. Was Mongo in that, though? Like, what? I was thinking, I, I don't think he was with them, though. Obviously, Mongo was in it. Right. It's it's that time period. I was like. Yeah, another thing to fucking I'm look thinking, up. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I don't want to look it up. This is something we should do. Right. right, it is. I'll let you think of it, and then I'll confirm. So let me look it up. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't know. 
Mr. Perfect? That was... No, he was only in for like a second. Then he got his ass beat. He like jumped out. I have no <laughs> idea. It might have been... It might have been Mongo, bro. I'm up and comer in the world of professional right. wrestling. I think this is the I same promo. It looks like the same promo. Al Snow, they told me you were supposed to pull off the so Canadian of the year. I disagreed. Ron Simmons, you thought that being the world heavyweight champion in Mongo the replaced Pillman. W would bring instant success into the ECW. Flair, Anderson, Pillman, Benoit. Okay. Then it was... So Malenko was never in the Horseman? And then it was Flair, Anderson, Benoit, Mongo. And then it's later, in 98, this is all 96 that I'm saying now. In 98, it's Malenko... Mongo, Benoit, and Flair, and Arn Anderson's like the manager. Yeah, we're we're right. It's just kind of kind of fucked up. Sabu and Tasmaniac. All right, let's see the Canadian crippler. All right, we disagree. Shh. His hands disagree. Shh. The mixed combo here. I like how it starts off with the nine-inch nails. I wanna fuck you like an animal. Have we used that nine-inch nails closer? I believe so. Ah, fuck. All right. I don't keep track of it either. What we use and don't use. Oh, okay. I don't think we've used it. I think it. we have. I think so. I don't. Obviously, I don't keep track either. I just write in the thing, <laughs> write it in the notes, and then shit. I should have a running list. Too late now. I'm looking at 45 documents. <laughs> if nothing comes to mind, we'll just roll with closer for the <laughs> for the end of the show. Hopefully something comes up. All right, Joey. Joey's announcing the new tag team champion, Sabu and Taz. And let's do timestamp. I'm at 8.36. 37. Dead on. Sweet. That was a long open. The callousness. Word I never use in a sentence. Nope. Oh. <laughs> I've, I've never my, used my hands that are word, but I know what it means. Yeah. My hands are callous. Like, when I coach baseball, like, the first practice, for when we start tryouts, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get some calluses. That's the only time I think of the word, because I know my hands are going to get fucked up swinging a bat for the first time with no gloves. I don't wear bat gloves, obviously. Why? I up my hand. No. I'm a coach. I don't want to fucking have gear on. <laughs> it's just batting gloves, though. Gonna get my freaking gloves. Yeah, no, you don't wear you don't wear a batting glove in your glove. No. Oh no shit. 
every fan in that arena, every fan watching this broadcast knew that it was a deed that would not go unanswered. Rocco Rock is in the hospital. We don't know which one. We oh, don't know Rocco Rock is out. And the public enemy is being uncharacteristically hmm. quiet about this whole incident. They are not available for comment. Yeah, this is interesting. They have not yeah. The I'm intrigued. They haven't talked. What's going on? Towards anybody. Right, they haven't even threatened revenge. That's a nice twist. And Johnny Grudge will have something to say. To whom? To yeah, Benoit Malenko? To Sabo Cash? We don't know. We know they want their belts back. All we know is that they're going to eventually show up and fuck somebody up. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. At this time, I am told I'm going to be joined by the manager. Look how cheap that ECW banner is in the background. You know how, like, they want, they want to make it look shiny, so they just put a little white on it. You see that? Yep. Like handmade. It's like shit. All right, let's take a listen to Paul Heyman in his nice suit he's got rocking. Baseball hat on. Fucking tallest hat. You're gonna feel like Detective Mark Furman at an NAACP meeting. You're gonna be as welcome inside the ring as Jane Fonda at a Vietnam Veterans Reunion. You're gonna get an ass kicking worse than Malcolm X's daughter at a Louis Farrakhan rally. Because if you think you're gonna take away what Zabu and Taz have earned, you are so sadly mistaken. It boils down to this. If you want the tag team titles, you gotta freaking take it from us. Alright, he's fucking intense. Hey, what's an episode without Jason? Oh, Jason's bringing his new man down to the ring, Paul Loria. So we're going to get the Paul Loria match. Paul Loria and Mikey Whipwreck. Giant Paul Loria. Alright, so before this match kicks off, I want to bring up you know other things that have happened on this show. Okay, so the first match on the show was the Pitbulls and Jason, the Terrible versus Hackmeyers and Young Dragons, which we covered last episode. The second match was Tommy Dreamer versus Stevie Richards, which we'll actually see on the next episode. So in two weeks, we'll cover that. And then the third match was Mikey versus Paul Loria. A match we didn't get to cover was the fourth match is Ian Ron versus Axel Ron. Ian pins Axel Ron in six minutes. Six minutes. And... Dave Metzl says it's a total bloodbath brawl. He gave it three and a quarter stars. Then you had Benoit versus Al Snow, as we covered, four stars. Another match we won't get to see is Shane Douglas versus Tully Blanchard. That's only on the Double Tables home video. Another match we won't get to see in its entirety is Cactus Jack versus Sandman, the Texas Death Match. Which got three stars. Then Sabu and Taz versus the Public Enemy, which we only see the fucking photo stills. And that got four and a quarter stars. Oh, that's a lot of good shit on double tables if you guys want to vote for that. Alright, now the action starting quick here with Mikey and Paul Loria. You know what's funny about this, which I didn't know until I just read it earlier today? Mikey and Paul Loria are high school best friends. Come on. So it'd be like me and you fucking fighting in ECW Arena. I always like hearing that shit. That's fucking cool. That's cool. That's really fucking cool. That's awesome. Well, Loria's damn good. I think he's better than Mikey. 
at, at least at this point. More technical, better. Yeah, right. technical, but Mickey's more Mickey. Mickey's more charismatic. Yeah, no, it was There's just something about him. Yeah, right. Now, the underdog and the whole G shucks type shit that he does. Yeah. Yep. You know, and especially when he's with Cactus, that was awesome. But Polar is a nice little surprise, or, or rather, a giant surprise, I should say. But he's he's working with um. Paul Laurie is tight. He's got that Shawn Michaels shit going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shawn Michaels knockoff gear. Wow. Nice, nice spot. Nice spot. All right, we'll have to we'll have to rate this match on our own and then see how it compares. Yes. With the guru, the wrestling guru, Dave Meltzer. Which is obviously just one man's opinion. Just like us. Doesn't mean shit. Though his opinion has more influence on people. <laughs> wow, man. These guys are going at it. I was just going to say, Paul Laurie had to be like a high school wrestler. And then I looked at his shoes. Yep, he's got Asics on. Both young men are fantastic athletes. And they exemplify the new generation of wrestling being displayed. Hey, I was just looking on Twitter and uh, I saw from Talking Taker, they, they posted an ominous tweet. I think that's the right word to use. <laughs> or cryptic tweet. And it was a picture of a hand coming out of a grave in 7 slash 1, July 1st. So it looks like they might be coming back with a new show, or maybe a new episode of Talk and Taker. Okay. I don't know. I wonder what they have. Yeah. That is interesting. I'll have to yeah. check that out. They did a special episode, their last episode that they did. After The Undertaker was, they did the special on Kane for getting into the Hall of Fame. Yep. They hadn't done anything since. So I wonder what this will be. A new show or just a, a one shot? Maybe they're covering uh, something Taker's done outside the ring? I don't know. I'm, intri I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Intrigued. And we don't often bring them up here. So, yeah, if you haven't checked out Talking Taker, check them out. They've just covered the entire career of The Undertaker. Pay-per-view by pay-per-view. Pretty much the way, you know, we do it on the bottom line wrestling cast. But they really do just focus pay-per-view to pay-per-view is each episode. Whereas we on the bottom line cast kind of stretch it out. <laughs> if we did it the way they did it, we'd fucking have like five-hour episodes. <laughs> or they just want to be as much detail. Nice sunset flip by Mikey. Jason's leather fucking pants. Has he got a garter belt on? What the fuck is that? Jason's distracting the ref. Mikey just bounced Paul into Jason, knocking him off the ring apron. Paul Laurie's pants just dropped. You can see his ass crack. And Mikey's over the top, but he's holding on. He just skinned the cat. I don't show Michaels who just did that. At the at the Royal Rumble weeks before this. What is this? Worst head scissors ever. Yeah, that was a shitty ass head scissors, and Paul Laurie got sent out of the ring. 
Mike is going to dive out over the top, but he misses. Flying Tope missed. No mats in the ECW. That's for pussies. <laughs> That's for Doink the Clown. <laughs> Mikey fights to get back to his feet. Keep your eye on Jason. Yep, gotta watch Jason. Fucking sneak. Oh, wow, that, that was a thud, man. Mikey just dropped. As Joey just said, face first onto the concrete. Falls back in the ring. Jason's going to get a little cheap shot in here. Setting up for a kick. Boom. Shitty kick. Yep, shitty karate kick. He gets fucking pants. <laughs> well, he is the manager of the Pitbulls, so he matches yeah, them. I guess. <laughs> Got those fucking shiny pleather pants on. Where do you, Bob Heenan didn't where, wear a fucking leotard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> where do you get those kind of pants? Where do you think in 1995 is he getting those pants? Where? Yeah. I don't know. I only <laughs> need like two stores a night. Fucking Ames. Bradley's. Well, using your knowledge of today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh a porn think? store. <laughs> yeah. Right? You got to think it's something like, like whatever that. Whatever the fuck was Adam and Eve in a... Yeah. Adam and Eve. <laughs> right, isn't that the fucking... That's a, yeah, that's one of the big ones, yeah. Score up the road, yeah. Yeah, then we, we go into Seacon. Back in the ring, Mikey's bleeding. Mouth busted open. This is a brawl between these two youngsters. At this time, they're probably, what, like 21, 22? Say about that. And Mikey's getting fucked up by the giant, the giant Paul. Not Paul White, Paul Laurier. Quick little update of the poll that just went live. Return of the Funker is currently in the lead. Okay. Return of the Funker, 83%. Extreme Warfare, 17%. Double table, zero <laughs> right now. We'll see if that changes when people, when the listeners that are listening now get in their votes. Ooh, fucking low blow from Paul to Mikey. It's a lengthy match we got here. Yeah, it is. Jump across the rink. Mike yeah, this match is this match is gonna go about yep. ten minutes. Ooh. I would say it's probably at almost near the point of being over. It's kind of sloppy. It is sloppy. Oh, Mike's going for a bulldog off the top. Oh, I mean, it looked okay. You can't. You know how to pin? <laughs> I forget. What the hell? He's like putting him on his back like he's Kamala. That's what You're Kamala no used to do. Yeah. Kamala used to go pin somebody, but they'd be on their stomach. Because he's, you know, he's from the wild. He doesn't get it. 
Those managers would have to tell him, flip him over, flip him over. Oh, Jason pulled Mikey out of the ring to break the count. And Mikey's ready to fuck Jason up. So I'm looking at Meltzer's review of this match, and JV is spot on Meltzer, with Meltzer. He says, they worked like crazy, but the timing was off on a lot of spots. Yeah. It's like they have the right script. They're just not. Yeah. Oh, oh there's, it. Yeah, there's, there's the pinfall. Yeah, Mikey gets the win with the, with the backslide. Yeah, it's a decent match. Yeah. I, I, I give them more credit because I like both of them. But yeah, you're, you're right. The match is sloppy. There's another quote from what Meltz had to say. These, uh, the match was really choreographed. Like watching really green Mexican wrestlers who try a million cool spots and pull some of them off. <laughs> Alright, so what do we got here? All right, so Joey's going to give us a little clip of Cactus Jack versus Sandman from Fort Lauderdale. This was January 14th, so we covered a lot of these matches on the last episode. They're going back to that show. We actually did see a match between Cactus Jack and Sandman, and the woman was looking smoking in green. Remember, we, had, we talked about Jade, Mortal Kombat, how hot woman was. Actually, yep. Rick Beebe messaged us on, on yeah, he Twitter. corrected us. Yeah. He pointed some things out. Mortal Kombat War was on. Oh, yeah, for Point. sure. So this was actually two nights before that match. Okay. Hey, that looks like a young me in the front row there with my bowl haircut. Yeah, it does. On the side <laughs> of the guy in the stripes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I haven't been to Fall Lauderdale. <laughs> what am I doing here? That's 1995 me, for sure. Well, maybe not as much now. He's a little closer, but... I mean, it's typical. There's a, you can look at three kids in a row. They got the same fucking haircut. So, yeah. That was 95 for you. think back to 95 and I'm like listening to like Tupac and Dr. Dre and then when I think of what I looked like at the time it's like what the fuck was I doing <laughs> it doesn't fit <laughs> boom still chant from Cactus Jack Sandman Whew. hey Florida Panthers Florida Panthers jersey in the front row that had to be a new jersey at the time right when Florida Panthers come in 92, 93, I thought. Right? Yeah, it had to be, right? 93. I thought that's when it was. I always so remember the... Yeah, 93, you're right, yeah. Yeah, that John Van Beesbrook was their goalie. You always remember the expansion teams when you grow up. What, what's that? In. You broke up. You always remember the expansion teams from when you're growing up. Oh, yeah, yep. It's like a game changer. All right, Cactus Jack just threw the table onto the Sandman, and he's doing a bang-bang, and the crowd's loving it. Who else got added? 
the fucking Avalanche? Mighty Ducks, no? No, the Avalanche were a, a rebranded organization. They were like the Quebec oh. Leagues or something. That's right. And the uh, I'm pretty sure it was the Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks in Florida. Right, Panthers. had to be. I'm trying to take a look. That I'm positive about, and I'm pretty sure that the, the only thing I'm not confident about, I know Avalanche weren't an expansion team, but I'm pretty sure they were a, uh, they were the Quebec Nordiques because they had like Joe Sock and Peter Forsberg. Yeah. I think they all played in the Nordiques, and then they moved to Colorado. Yep, so it was, yeah, it was the Mighty Ducks. Disney earned the rights to a team in Anaheim yep. on December 10th, 1992. On that same day, the, the head of Blockbuster Video bought an NFL franchise for Miami. Yep. That would be the Florida Panthers. I like the lighting here. Because it's like it looks like yeah. it's, it is outside, right? It looks like it's outside. You get that effect that it's outside. Yeah, some good lights. And the lighting is great. And also, you get the green mats around yep. the ring, so it looks like they're on, you know, grass. Looks like turf, yeah. Pile driver on the cane. Like that does anything? A little fucking piece of wood. Little <laughs> pile driver on a stick. And he misses. He lands his ass on it. Yeah. All he did was hurt his fucking hamstrings. Spiked his own ass. It's in a spot. And he, he yep. took a butt out. Yeah, so look at... look. Yeah, the lighting is great. Look at all that light that they have. Row after row. Good shit. And woman lights the cigarette for him. What a lady. What a woman. Oh, rest in peace, woman. That just uh, that just went by in the past week. Fuck Chris Benoit, rest in peace, woman. Tech check pounded away on the Sandman. Sandman down. That's what you get, smoking butts. During a match, all cocky. Now you can get fucked up. Yeah. Why are you so tired? Because you just smoked a pack of cigarettes. Hey, I'd be remiss right now if I didn't bring up how Cactus Jack, currently in this match, gave me a nice little Father's Day message. Courtesy of my That's wife. That's right. Yeah. That was fucking sick. So my wife got me the cameo video. That's clutch. And Mick Foley was do love. Yep. Your favorite. Yeah, it's funny. Your it favorite iteration of Mick Foley. It is. I know. I love Dude Love. And he just happened to pick it on his own. It's not like my wife oh, would know that. It wasn't even a request. Yeah. No, not even a request that, oh, he likes Dude Love. And, oh, he, he was Dude Love, and he had his kids with him, too. Yep. Fucking crazy. And he, I know you know this already, but I'm saying it for everybody else. But he, uh, he made up a Father's Day song. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> it's great. I, I posted it on Twitter, right? Yeah, that's where you watched it. Yes, yep. Yeah, I put it on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast feed on, on Twitter. So if you want to see the video, it's over there. It's fucking generous, too. He, he recorded like five minutes. Yeah, it's wicked long. 
I've never seen a cameo that like thorough. Right, it was fucking awesome. I love how it starts too. It's like Mikey, 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 really likey. <laughs> you know, another good part about it is you got Noel in the background. Yeah. Body. It's funny though. She looks like kind of geeky. <laughs> like, she's just a normal. The whole family probably is because yeah. they're like down to earth. Right. Yeah. Which is they cool. They seem very like relatable. And... Yeah. I love the kids like out of tune in the background. Like his boys. It's yeah. like kind of like, why the fuck are we doing this? <laughs> it's the holiday season. Holiday season. <laughs> like you know, I would think he's made like a good amount of money, Mick Foley. Oh my god. He's probably made like 25 million. He's rich. Yeah, he's probably made 20. Probably, maybe not 20. 25 million he's probably made his book sales. Yep. Merchandise. The book sales are big. Huge. I'm yeah. sure he's had some good contracts. They're still bonuses. selling the books. Probably some, yeah. Yep. You know. Right to, yep. Still getting royalties on it. He still gets money from WWE. Good for him. He's the man. So that was awesome to see. And to see him here in ECW before he even gets close. You see him working his ass to become what he becomes. Yeah, it's crazy because this guy has not changed. He like did not let fame or fortune get to his head. Right. It's fucking awesome. It's probably going to be one of the best guys in wrestling. Yeah. And I hate to, like, jinx him, but I don't think anything ever bad is ever going to come out about him. But I doubt it, yeah. He doesn't strike me as... No. He strikes he, me as too genuine. Right. He cares about his family. He cares humble. about his fans. Right, he's humble. Grew up tough. Worked, put his head down, worked, succeeded. Uh, I, I, I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it, too. Another thing that was great, too, on Father's Day, so I got that in the morning, and then on WWE Network, on Peacock, it was the debut of Broken Skull Session with Mick Foley. I was like, what the fuck? This is, like, my day. Stone Cold interviewing Mick Foley? Fuck. And I just got this cameo from him? It was awesome. So we just had to finish there. Mick Foley jumps off... The ring apron onto the outside and rolls up Sandman for the win. False count anywhere match. Solid match there. Well, this feud continues, so more Cactus Jack and Sandman to come. Well, Joey's telling us now we're going to get highlights of it next week. So, again, we're not going to get to see the match. But if Double Tables wins, then we'll see it on the next Supercard special. Supercut special number nine. Brain concussion. He must automatically be placed on the 21-day disabled list, and this changes things now for the originally slated rematch between the Sandman and Cactus Jack Saturday night, February 25th, right back at the ECW Arena. And at this time, I'd like to bring in right, the man so that who February 25th show that concussion. he's talking about right now. That's the return of the, the Sandman. And Sandman, how are you feeling? How do I feel? How All right, do let's I take a listen to Sandman. I'm the picture of <laughs> You saw what I did to Cactus Jack. That match was a couple of weeks ago. He's probably still got the ice pack strapped all to his shoulders, <laughs> strapped all to his ribs right now. You see, because all you people are going to remember, Cactus Jack got his hand raised. One, two, three. Oh, that was great. Did you ever think I cared about winning a match? I measure wins and losses by pints of blood. 
by broken bones, by ice packs that you need just to get to sleep at night. Cactus Jack, you had your revenge. Texas Deathmatch, Philadelphia. There's a person that ECW looks like the Sandman Sand in every pub you, in every city. You in this country right on now. My head. You DDT'd me on the floor. You've given me a serious brain concussion. Well, what you thought was going to be to your benefit, Cactus Jack, is going to be one of the biggest miscalculations in your career. Because I know you're getting ready to ask. I know you want to know what woman's doing right now. Right this very minute, woman is drying the ink on a contract for a wrestler to wrestle you the 25th Saturday night ECW Arena Cactus Jack. Right now, at this minute, the contract has been signed. All right, so there Sandman Sand is going to be a mystery opponent at the ECW to get Cactus Arena Jack on 25th. 25th. straight. You're going to be there. You can't wrestle. And I'm just going to say, by looking at the lineup for that show, Men didn't mention it because I didn't want to say who it was. I can't wrestle. But it's going to be a disappointment. I will be there at ringside, Cactus Jack, to see our new man do to you what you tried to do to me, Cactus Jack. How's it going to feel not knowing who you're going to get into the ring with until you step into that squared circle and you look that man in the eye? How's it going to feel? I know you're not going to feel as good as I do. I don't have that ringing in my ears anymore. I don't, I don't see those visions. That thumping's gone. I've had enough of you, Todd Pettengill. <laughs> I call him Todd Pettengill. That's fucking great. At this time, I'd like to take a brief moment to run down some of the live action coming to your area. It's live Extreme Championship Wrestling Friday night, February 24th. All right, so the night before the next ECW show, they're going to be in Pennsylvania. The very next Pennsylvania. Saturday night, February 25th. Big Apple, whatever the fuck that is. All right, so we're getting some look at the card here. Taz and Sabu versus Benoit Malenko. The Crippler and the Shooter. Cactus Jack versus the Mystery Opponent. March 3rd. Horsdale Avenue in Kensington. Alright. PA shows. This is normal. Wasn't this past weekend the NBA the giant, slammed the giant the giant story this is going to get ugly All right, so we get a little recap of last week Jason and the Pitbulls got attacked by Hack Myers after their match that kicked off the kicked off the show See Angel get pile drive again. We still get the same fucking camera angle. Give us the other side. All right. We want to see the ass. <laughs> what are you doing? I thought you were selling views. Oh, maybe on double tables we get a better view. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure Boom popped out there. Just saying. Seen it twice. I think something happened. Oh, Paul Loria on the mic. Let's take a listen. 
First of all, audacity to come out here and lay your hands on my manager, Jason, and lay your hands, those slimy hands, on the virgin princess angel. Heck, watch your ass. And one more thing, Mikey Whiprat. If you think this thing between you and I is over, you're sadly mistaken. You know, while we're on the topic, you all seem to have a problem with me being the giant. Ah, yeah, I've got a problem with the that. The giant Paul Laurie. What a way to, what a way to get you. You know what? Giant. 911 is not even a giant compared to myself. Uh oh, he's fucked. Do you realize what you just said? <laughs> Good music. Yeah, this is 911's entrance music. We never used this? I thought we used this. No. Alright, and that's it. We're gonna use it. We definitely haven't used this one. I've been meaning to use this. Frank Alves actually requested, requested this a long time ago. What's the name of it? It's, um... Fuck. Yeah, on the spot, I can't fucking think of it, but it's, um... It, it's actually used in The Simpsons. You, you've probably seen the episode, but it's um, it's Homer back in the '70s, and it, it's like cool dudes like hanging out at their uh, at their van, and Homer's like in the background and steadily creeping up to the van, like oh hey guys, and then oh yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> and they kind of like shoo him away, right? And then then, yeah. then he's gradually all the way back in the back again. Yeah. <laughs> It's the episode where, yeah, it's. I'm pretty sure it's the episode with uh, Homer Palooza. Okay. And Paul Laurie is fucking taking a big ass choke slam. Yeah, the song's called Frankenstein. Frankenstein by the Edgar Edgar Winters Band. Okay. I think I'm getting that right. Let me double check. Been meaning to use it. Yeah, Edgar Winters Band Frankenstein. I could have sworn we would have used it already, but hey. You would know. You're the one that downloads the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have. It's actually good closing music because it's just instrumental. Hey, and it goes with the theme. Our break song was really just instrumental other than people saying, hey. True, true. Stick with that theme. Oh, Paul Laurie is going up for another one. Whoa! God, this is awesome. Just the, uh, the juxtaposition between the two. Like, you got this huge guy and you got this short guy. Short guy's going for a ride. He went for two of them. Although, it's not like when you go to uh, Six Flags. Oh, I want to get right back on this ride. No, Paul did not want to go back on that ride. <laughs> oh, the crowd's chanting one more ride. <laughs> That's funny, I didn't even... I wasn't even meaning to say a ride, but yeah, it was a ride. <laughs> you guys are sick sons of bitches, Paulie tells the crowd. They love it. This is probably what closed the show. Yeah, I bet this is the end of the show. 
Oh, actually, this is before the main event. So this is right before Sabu and Taz versus Public Enemy. Who is enough for the ECW arena? Jeez. From the what? From the computer? Well, that's why actually he's... All right, so that makes sense. There was a wrestling fan convention. And he's making fun of the people that showed up that from the convention. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that third one was nuts. He fucking tossed his ass. Across the ring. Nice ECW chant. Don't get these often. Awesome. Man, JV, we're on a roll. Back-to-back episodes. Oh, yeah. This is really uh, turning into the ECW as people remember it. Right. And all the hype that every, it had. Every fucking week. Right. Four weeks in a row, we're getting solid episodes. About fucking time. You know, we've seen a lot of good stuff, but not consecutively. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's usually like every once, once in a while. Yeah, once yeah. a month. <laughs> but this is a run of four good shows, in my opinion. Yeah. We've never had four in a row. No. We've had two in a row like twice, with the best being, you know, last week. Last that we week. Discovered. Yep. And now these so, two, yeah. shit. January through February has been hot. Hopefully that continues with our next two episodes. So February 21st and 28th. Now, with the poll, if Tubble Tables wins the poll, then that's what you'll get next episode. Okay. If it doesn't win, then we just move on to February 21st and 28th. Makes sense. Makes sense, right? All right, so we'll be right back with the Extreme ECW Live wrap-up. All right, so I just explained to you what you guys have coming up next week. It's either Double Tables if it wins the poll, or it'll be... ECW Hardcore TV episodes 96 and 97 from February 21st and 28th, 1995. Also, check out JV and I on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. This week is episode 118, Free Agent. We are covering March into April of 2002. And be sure again to follow us on Twitter at ExtremeCast. That's where you can vote on the poll for our next Supercard special. Again, Double Tables, Return of the Funker, or Extreme Warfare. So get your vote in. Make it count. Follow us on Twitter, like I said, at ExtremeCast. Follow me, Mike Pru, at MPRU83. Follow JV at John Van Damage. And we're going to be playing the Edgar Winters band Frankenstein as we wrap up the show. JV, any final words before we head on out of here? No final words. See you in two weeks. All right, guys. Have a great 4th of July. We'll see you in two weeks. So long.
Thank <laughs> you.